Y'all ready? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, hang on. <laughs> We're about to travel back to April 13th. 1984, and we're here. Now, I'm gonna turn on the radio and see what's playing. Jason is back. Three times before. Sorry to change your mind. You have felt the terror, known the madness, lived the horror, but this is the one you've been screaming for. Because Friday, April 13th, will be Jason's unlucky day. Friday, the 13th, the final chapter, rated R. Now showing at a theater near you. (laughs) I love that last part. And we're back. This is Drew, your host, here with producer Derek and our guest, Ashley. Hi. Guys, I think it's time for another episode of New Release, 1984. (laughs) Yeah. Each week on New Release, we watch a movie that came out in theaters this weekend in 1984. Y'all get that? Yeah. (laughs) Actually, what movie did we watch? We watched Friday the 13th, the final chapter. AKA part four. Um, Turns out, not the final chapter. So, um, before we jump into the movie, I'm going to do a quick... 30 second ish recap. Derek, uh, do you want to start the stopwatch? Yep, go ahead. All right, I'm on the clock. So the movie opens with an extended campfire scene where they show clips from the first three movies, which is gimmicky, but actually pretty helpful to get us caught up on everything that's happened up to this point in the franchise for this uh, tidy bow that they're going to put on it by the end of it. 10 seconds. Um, from there, we return to a familiar location, Crystal Lake. For some reason, people are still vacationing there. We have the Don, Corey bro. Feldman household. And then we have a household of um, beachgoers or uh, vacation goers that will mostly just be fodder. Yeah, I know I went over. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe 60 seconds next time. But um, did I miss anything? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The whole movie, maybe. Yeah. A few things, but uh, we'll, we'll, no, no, we'll no, get no, into it. Okay, okay. No. So, um, I think uh, rather than just kind of going point by point through the movie, I figured we'd kind of uh, use some questions and screams as, as uh, jumping off points. So, Ashley, um, what is your experience with the Friday the 13th franchise up to this movie? This is actually the first Friday the 13th movie I've watched. So kind of a weird spot to start in. (laughs) Have you, and you've seen like the Halloween movies or some of them at least, you've seen Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, I've seen a lot of the Halloween movies and a couple of Nightmare on Elm Streets, but never any Jason movies. Weird. Do you think um, that's just a coincidence or not a coincidence, but that's just an accident that I'm not, I'm not really sure. I don't, for some reason, the, camp crystal lake or whatever never really appealed to me like i just like didn't care for the story yeah and uh what a story it is um (laughs) it's i think this is a well debated 
subject matter in terms of like uh, people comparing the Halloween movies to the Freddy movies to the Jason movies. Um, it's pretty, I don't know, I'm sure there's there's diehard uh, Friday the 13th defenders, but for the most part, this was a shameless, the original was kind of a, a shameless uh, ripoff of Halloween in terms of like copying a lot of the, the tropes that Halloween established, like the whole um, murdering people after after they have sex and stuff. That was just like part of the story in Halloween, but um, they people that made horror movies later thought that it was like uh, a requirement for movies. So they all started doing it. But anyway, it was this movie was not shy about uh, ripping off other other horror movies. Um, did, but did yeah. Oh, just a question. Did the initial, the sound for Halloween, did they take that for Jason too? Like the whole, like the murder is coming and it plays like the same music every single time. <laughs> and so, I mean, it's the, ch- 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 yeah. Oh, did Derek have a cute up? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's pretty, we almost don't even need the sound clip. It's, it's, it's pretty easy to imitate. Um, so Halloween done by John Carpenter, famous score. Um, I can't imitate that one but, uh, or iconic score. And the crazy thing about the, I was trying to think earlier today about like, even though the quality of the the Jason movies is is definitely lower, at least than the original um, Halloween, there was something about it. There's 12 movies. I think that surpasses both uh, the Freddy movies and the the Halloween movies in terms of staying power. So like, what I don't know. Do you have any ideas? Uh, the was like probably a ripoff, but what original things did Friday the Thirteenth do to make it like <laughs> resonate with audiences for so long? Do you have any ideas? I mean, since I've only seen this one, yeah. I can't really offer I've got a, couple. a lot of knowledge. <laughs> um, I just yeah, I don't know because I feel like with the other two, like with Freddy, like the whole sleep concept, and like I thought that was really interesting, and it's kind of like corny in a fun way and this one tried to be scary but it, to me it wasn't scary at all yeah. like i thought michael was sca- was terrifying like halloween i thought those were really scary so i'm not sure what friday the 13th did correctly really for me well i luckily have the answer oh no my uh, <laughs> my twizzler is melting um, <laughs> so it's a red vine not a twizzler um item number of- out of a twizzler red vine. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to bump the microphone in front of my face, so I'm using a, a red vine with both ends chewed off, uh, but it's melting. So I think my first, um, the first item that I'll suggest for why Freddy or why uh, Friday the 13th caught on, the the Halloween mask was just kind of random. Apparently, they picked it up at a gas station, like just um, you know day before the the shoot or something it wasn't really well thought out the hockey mask which they don't show a ton but it's obviously on the posters and it's like and and you know the marketing materials halloween costumes by this point i think it has a better mask for one um a more you know memorable like look to the killer um that's one thing but i think the big thing is like uh halloween is doing more of like they do they do open the movie with a kill and then there's a couple kills throughout but it wasn't um by this time that that the fourth friday the 13th movie came out and that's like one every 
10 months since the first one. Um, they were like really going for this slasher uh, vibe where it's all about the kills. It's even though they cut some of them short here, um, no pun intended, like they people aren't trying, you're not trying to scare the audience. You're trying to like shock them or just make them have fun seeing the different kills. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. It's just, but they're so quick. Yeah. They wanted to be drawn out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to our favorite kills from the movie. I mean, of all the slasher movies I've seen, I don't think any of them are going to be like, stick out with me, you know, uh, in my all time top, top 10 or something. But there were, there were fun moments, at least in terms of, of the uh, inventiveness of the kills. Um, so yeah, I don't know. That's that's my that's my half-assed theory on why it's. I think they were. It was fine with being schlocky and being just like shameless uh, entertainment, whereas like Halloween at first was was trying to be a legitimately scary movie, um, which is not what every audience wants. I think some audiences just enjoyed kind of like the the campiness uh, of of this franchise. So. But uh, that brings us to our next question. Uh, another, another great pun. Gut reaction. What, <laughs> what was your impression of the movie? Did you love it or hate it? If you had to kind of pick an extreme. I didn't like it. Okay. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. And I, like, and I love horror movies. It was just too, I guess it is the whole slasher genre, but it was too, the, quil, the, kick was, the kill was too quick to where I didn't care about the characters at all. So for me, like, in order for me to like a horror movie, I want to like, I don't want someone to die. But this one's like, everyone can die. I don't care. Right. And I so, mean, and it's so telegraphed. Like, you know, there's not even really any uh, attempt at like a fake out where if someone uh, acts really perverted at a hospital, they're going to die. If someone takes their top <laughs> off, they're going to die. Like, I can't think of any instances where the movie like even drug that out. Like, <laughs> maybe they right. drug it out for like an extra scene. The, the first kill or the first setup to the kill where the two, um, the doctor and the nurse or, or whatever are making out beside Jason's corpse, uh, so they think. And like the, they're on top of each other right beside his uh, body and his hand falls down and lands on her back, but it's just like his, his uh, you know, dead hand. But that was that was kind of like one of the only fake outs in the in the whole movie the rest of the time they just went straight in <laughs> straight in for it um, well the, the one scene at the camping the machete that was kind of a fake out yeah <laughs> but exactly that then that was a fake out that we knew wasn't going to be a kill because it was also really easy to predict who the the final girl was going to be um mm -hmm. we didn't I really trish yeah we didn't really <laughs> talk about it until about halfway through the movie but if we had had to guess it would have been it would have been her from the start like there was there was a Corey Feldman family um Corey Feldman his mom and his sister who are practically the same age um and then there was just all the disposable like uh vacation goers that were in another caravan and it was clear that they were the ones that were going to die and then the other family was gonna probably make it. Did they? Did they ever show the mom again? No. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck happened to the mom? Yeah. 
She so, died somehow. <laughs> I don't think she did. They didn't show her dead. But didn't she get attacked or something? Like the lights were out and then like mm-hmm. I thought she I went mean, outside to look for the dog and just <laughs> never, never showed up again. Well, oh, the dog disappeared too. Yeah, that's right. Man, a lot of loose ends. Thank God there's uh, eight more movies um, to, tie, <laughs> to tie everything up after the final chapter. Um, wow. So you you are closer to the hate end of the spectrum. Uh, Derek, you want to chime in? I love me a good yeah. slasher. I liked it. I, I liked it too. We, um, we watched it uh, remotely and texted along together. We've done this with a couple movies now and it definitely helps. I watch movies like this by myself all the time, but um, it's fun when you can watch them in a, in a group, either in person or, you know, uh, just by pressing play at the same time and <laughs> watching along separately. So that helped. Um, but uh, there's some uh, cheering going on in the background. Oh, it's uh, the, is it the seven o'clock thing? Yeah, seven o'clock. Yes. Yep. They're like, there's someone playing a trumpet and stuff. Outside, oh so. well, you're. It's not seven. It's is eight. It, we do it. We do it at eight o'clock here. Ah, oh, that's that's so convenient. We're synchronized. <laughs> that's funny. Um, yeah. So I'm in Portland. Derek's in Portland. Ashley's in in Denver. And uh, to what is it? To show respect to the people that are working through the uh, pandemic. People. Uh, knock pots and pans together here in portland at seven and apparently at eight in denver which is convenient because it's the same time (laughs) (laughs) um well if i'm going to answer my own question i'm definitely on the uh love it end of the spectrum our next question ashley is um one that works better with some movies than others because it depends if they have memorable characters or not We'll try it here. Um, <laughs> which character would you be from this movie? If, uh, <laughs> <laughs> if I had to choose. You can be the dog. Um, you can be um, <laughs> the hippie. I think um, I'd want to be Trish. Oh, well, of course you do. Which makes, which makes yeah. sense. <laughs> I mean, well, I don't want to be the crazy little brother. But, yeah. I feel like she, but she's the only one that fought back. Like, everyone else immediately died. Like, didn't even stand a chance against jason so like i don't want to i'd like to at least have a fight like hurt him somehow <laughs> like no one else even did anything to him yeah i'm trying to think of like well so we still don't we didn't get the backstory on the the guy who was like uh camping out in the tent probably hunting jason or did i know i think we i thought we did i thought he mentioned that his sister was at the camp that jason like wreaked havoc on Okay. Or his mom or something. Like she, his sister died because of Jason or his mom. That's all I could put together. I mean, they were clearly, or I thought they were clearly setting up some kind of twist. I got the twist was just that he wasn't bear hunting. No, no shit. Um, <laughs> he was actually <laughs> tracking, tracking Jason. And uh, he seemed like he was going to put up a fight, but Jason just stabbed him while he screamed. Uh, that he was dying. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> not not much of a not much of a savior. Uh, he was. He also what? they also set up the fact that um when Trish was hiding out in a tent, great place to to defend herself. Um and they show someone approaching the tent, 
that was that was the fake out you were referring to earlier. Uh, it's the it's the hiker dude um, slash hunter, and he attacks the tent with a machete. So we're supposed to like think that's just a coincidence, or you know that's the only way to take down Jason with the same weapon. I mean, it seemed like that was setting up like some deeper connection between him and Jason, but apparently not. I thought well, they were going to be related or like help yeah. kill people together. He also but. had the news articles of all of Jason's murders and shit, right? Well, Corey Feldman did too. Or is that where he got him from? I think he got him from the hiker. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, Corey Feldman, we should mention, uh, was also uh, like obsessed with horror movies and obsessed with uh, uh, props from movies and had all these masks and that will play an important role obviously another thing they telegraphed uh, at the in the climactic moments of the movie uh, but we'll get there so you're Trish um, I'll be Corey Feldman well uh, <laughs> let me walk that back I, I think so the guy who got um, spoiler for our kills segment the guy who got face smashed in the shower. Um, and I'm not just saying this because he was handsome and had good hair. Um, <laughs> he was handsome, actually. He was yeah, a nice he guy, was really right? handsome. <laughs> he, he was a good character. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you all compare him to a knockoff uh, Zac Efron? But, yep. but I'm, I'm just saying from a personality standpoint, not the, not the gorgeous hair or the, the, the tight bod. Um, he <laughs> was probably one of the only, like, redeemable characters. Um, the mom was inept. The other Crispin Glover is also in this movie. Um, not doing his most extreme version of himself, but he has a few moments, dance, dance moves, and uh, awkward hookup with one of the twins. So, yeah, I'm gonna go with. Yeah, <laughs> some good, good uh, wardrobe, of course, in this movie. Um, nothing too crazy, but 80s enough. So I'll go with I'll go with the unnamed um, guy in the shower who gets his face smashed, but he was he was a nice guy. Um, Ashley, since you didn't love the movie, um, mm-hmm. you are not alone among the critical community. But this is the fourth movie in a franchise, so they had some reason to keep making movies. Do you think this was a hit, like a commercial hit? No. No. <laughs> Wait, in comparison to like in comparison to the other ones or just in general, like do you I think it did well. Both. Um, I do not think it did well. Okay. It's in- <laughs> it's interesting. Um it you know, I didn't I was gonna uh run the numbers through an inflation calculator, so it's try not to focus on the number itself too much, but it's the budget of the movie um was only two million. So low budget, only cost a, a couple million dollars to make. And um, while it was in theaters, it made 33 million, I want to say. So that's, uh, wow. that's like paranormal activity-ish levels of like super low budget, you know, making uh, 15 times its, its, uh, <laughs> its budget. So that's awesome. Um, I was, it was awesome for the people that, you know, make money off of it. Uh, it's definitely a commercial hit. Every single one of these movies was uh, a critical uh, non-favorite, <laughs> to put it <laughs> to put it mildly. Um, I had some I had some reviews pulled up. I didn't read them in advance. Let me see if there's any uh, funny ones that that jump out at me. 
Really um, quick though, uh, yeah. this this did come out on Friday the thirteenth, right? In April. Yeah. So back in nineteen eighty four, April the thirteenth fell on a Friday. Opening weekend uh, was a Friday the thirteenth. I don't know how often they got to release them like that. How many is there a Friday the thirteenth every year? Multiple ones. Well, you said ten months apart, right? Well, I was just saying that the first one came out in 80, 81, and this one, mm -hmm. uh, so I was just saying that they're definitely coming out. Anyway, I know we already had a Friday the 13th this year um, in 2020. I'm just, I was just thinking out loud how many Friday the 13th they would have to kind of, uh, oh, right. if right. they wanted to always release them on a Friday the 13th. But this one definitely did come out um, on a lovely spring Friday the 13th, and uh, that's probably you know part of part of what helps it have a a good success uh, every time they release one so well growing up this as is, a kid sorry Drew, yeah. uh growing up oh, as a kid it. friday the 13th was whenever it it you know friday fell on the 13th it reminded me of these movies so maybe that's why they do so well as well yeah i mean it it was probably just comfort food at this at this point like they're people it's a named franchise it's got a memorable um name memorable villain memorable you know ch -ch -ch, memorable sound that telegraphs every kill um which for some reason actually makes it fun uh even though you know it's coming so the reviews that i have pulled up nobody under 13 should be allowed to see this movie nobody over 13 should want to Zing! <laughs> <laughs> Ralph Novak in People Magazine. Man, hard-hitting. Um, opening line of the film, I don't want to scare anyone, but Jason is still out there. Is the film's only laugh. Wow, according to the Variety staff. Um, these I did, new comments, or are these like from 84? These, I, you know, I don't know what Rotten Tomatoes does when they pull in review. I think they pull in reviews from old reviews. Uh, I mean, pull in the reviews they post from, you know, long before they were in existence. Yeah. Uh, but Felix Vasquez Jr. called it a brutal but entertaining installment for the man behind the mask. So there you go. Ooh, okay, one more. The final confrontation <laughs> between Tommy and Jason is quite gorgeous, at least in the horror movie term of gore just <laughs> wow. nice. car oh man okay that's enough <laughs> um and real quick i did a little quick fact check so five of them came out on the 13th of the 12th oh interesting nice, nice. so so they uh <laughs> couldn't even try to, to yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh do critics like it we covered that all right i think we're uh derek do you have a, a sound queued up for our um segment to rank our favorite kills uh yeah cool <laughs> no, <laughs> I, don't, I don't man <laughs> that's fine you'll you'll get it halfway through um so ashley if you have the document open i've got all 12 kills listed out if you remember them off the top of top of your head feel free to um make a nomination um We'll all pick one or one or two of our favorites. We don't need that going the whole time. <laughs> it's gonna go the entire time, don't worry. 
<laughs> All right. Well, my favorite kill. Mm-hmm. Should I start with a favorite or should I do it like top three? Um, just just throw out a couple. The Poseid- the the one you get stabbed in the dick. Yeah. <laughs> like a huge like rod in the middle of the water. That was and he like picked him up on it like he was Poseidon. Like quick that as, one a lot. <laughs> quick a uh, Poseidon on that. Um I was looking yeah. for Poseidon. Really? Yeah, Dick Sidon. Brilliant. I wrote that down in my notes. Thanks. Dick Sidon at the top of the page. <laughs> nice. Yeah, Ashley texted it in our in our uh, live chat, and uh, I wrote it in the document as well. So I was <laughs> I spent a lot of time on Friday looking at Friday the Thirteenth memes, and. Several kills, Jason does this thing where he stabs or um, impales someone and like lifts them up, flips them over his head, you know, flips them over a car. So that's a long running tradition. But this one was cool because um, one, yeah, he got stabbed in the dick. And two, I think it was probably more the crotch area or else he wouldn't have been able to lift him up, right? Just, I mean, but I I think because of the angle. I feel like because of the angle, I think it went like into his dick, into his like stomach. Like a shish kebab. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I agree with Ashley. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, if that if that's the case, I don't know about the angles, but well, I'll take your word for it. Um, so yeah, that one was good. It was the stab and the lift and the water. Um, what's another one you liked? Um, I liked the hippie one only because, only because so it was just like a really clean looking hippie on the side of the road that couldn't get a ride. And all of a sudden you hear like a little crinkle and she's eating a banana. That's the reason why I like it. She's eating a banana and then he, she gets like, did she get stabbed in the back of the neck? Where did she get stabbed? Yeah, she gets stabbed in the back of the neck. Get him really so like she gets stabbed. Girl, yeah, she gets, no <laughs> she gets stabbed through the back of the neck. And then she's like eating a banana and she's like squishes the banana out of her hands as she's getting stabbed. And I thought that was really Something funny. Like that. <laughs> Yeah, so that's a good one. It's pretty early on. That's definitely one of the ones that's more comedic, um, which I use that term loosely, but it's it's going for kind of a, a cheesy. Uh, it's in the daytime, like most almost. I'd say every other kill is is probably in the dark, right, or at night at least. So yeah, um, it's hard to pull off like a a good looking kill in the daytime on on this budget oh that's that's what i was going to say earlier um when we were talking about how quickly they cut away from some of the kills i think it's not it doesn't seem like they care about um violence and and unless it was a ratings issue i think it's i think usually when that happens it's a budgetary thing like the longer you have to show the shot the more uh time and effects you need whereas if you just show a glimpse of it you can you can fake it pretty easily so I would assume that's why they didn't linger. They were going for volume over over quality and elaborateness with the kills, but we definitely had some other good ones. Um, any more you want to mention? Um, I liked when your favorite character died in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, that's another one I got spoiled a little bit from the um, uh, meme hunt that I was on. Uh, he, Jason, it's kind of like a, a semi- uh, nod to psycho i guess there's a guy taking a steamy shower um his girlfriend who he's about to sleep with for the first time her first time everything's he's singing super romantic moment 
as far as romantic moments go in movies like this. And uh, Jason thrusts his hand through the shower uh, door and grabs him by the, the front of the face and smashes his head into the wall and then kind of like crushes the front of his face, right? Yeah, well, and I don't understand. Is Jason like like superhuman strength? Like, does he have like a? He's so strong. Like, I don't understand. Oh, you're so silly. Why would you ask a question like that? <laughs> <laughs> he um, <laughs> the perfect segue into my favorite kill: slow mo, uh, throwing the woman out the, the window. Yep, <laughs> that I, I'm gonna stop saying this, but that was also heavily, heavily memed um, or gift. Uh, yeah, so describe that one, Derek. Oh, God. Uh, (laughs) Jason's in the room with this woman, and then they cut to an outside shot of a house, and this this girl is in slow motion, uh, thrown out the window with, like, extreme force, and then they just show her slow-mo hit a car and die. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Was that the first of at least four different people either voluntary, voluntarily or involuntarily jumping out, out of window scenes. Yeah, yes. They must have had a stunt coordinator who like specialized in window jumps because it happened. <laughs> it happened with, um, that was one of the twins. So there are these sexy twins because of course, um, that they, they both get, they both are also slutty, of course. Um, so one of them sleeps with Crispin Glovin. Her sister sulks off and gets stabbed. Just kind of, that was one of the most unceremonious kills. She just gets stabbed sort of poetically in shadow. You don't even see her until they cut to her actually getting stabbed. Anyway, (laughs) um, so you have her sister getting thrown out of a window. You have a dog jumping out of a window, maybe by its own free will, couldn't really tell. Another awesome Ashley text though, Air Bud. Or was that you? Yeah, that was that was true. Weird, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't doesn't matter. Um, yeah, Eric, the dog, who never is heard from again, goes goes full air bud, jumps out of the window. We don't even they don't even show if it's like running from Jason or what. Anyway, and then uh, Trish, the final girl uh, to escape Jason, goes running, tumbling through a octagonal window i think uh bounces off of a porch rolls and then lands on her back on the ground like very um and the ground gives <laughs> because <laughs> very obviously uh yeah. stunt which, person what the cool thing about that though is that the ground giving made it look like and i assume it was actually a, a person that did the stunt so probably not trish uh, but that was i feel like i'm forgetting one did the no well so jason throws a body through a window they're they're busy boarding up the door while meanwhile there's these two like 12 foot long windows right beside the door even boarding it up they're just putting nails in it they're putting a nail in it yeah yeah okay i see i kind of missed that because i was looking at the window (laughs) where he was obviously (laughs) gonna come in through Um, (laughs) so he throws a body through a window um, that's a dead body. Anyway, that's four. I, I'm, I think I'm forgetting some, but that that was if we were making drinking rules in addition to boobs and kills and the the standard fare, uh, window windows being jumped through would have had to be at the top of the list um, for something that's more specific. 
so yeah, that's, uh, let me see if there's any that, uh, that are at the top of my list that we didn't already cover. There was a scene where right after Crispin Glover uh, hooked up with the other twin, he goes downstairs to celebrate and hands her panties to the stoner dude. That was, that was kind of um, uh, unchivalrous of him, but then he, but he is trying to, to make a romantic gesture by getting her a bottle of wine or getting them a bottle of wine to, to sell, to, you know, celebrate their consummation. And he's just yelling corkscrew corkscrew where's the corkscrew give me the corkscrew and of course who shows up with the corkscrew that's a rhetorical question jason um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um stabs him in the hand with the corkscrew and then next thing we know there's there's blood everywhere so uh jason never talks does he he didn't yeah. does he ever I'm sure in, in over the course of, of 12 movies, including space movies and zombie movies and, and uh, Manhattan movies. Maybe he talks in the Manhattan one. Does he just say like Dada and Mama? Or? <laughs> it's, I, that's another, <laughs> he, do, he does have a strong bond with his mom. Um, the, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, Anyway, was that good? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> the, so there's there's the corkscrewed, there's um, banana split, Dick Sidon, uh, shower smash, and slow mo out the window. Uh, Ashley, I'll let you do the honors of those. What's what's your top top one? Top one. Mm. Still stabbed in the dick. Still Dick Sidon. Yeah. Yeah, just that one, so ridiculous. Then <laughs> that was a follow up to like, what the there was a girl who, of course, at night was going uh, nude swimming uh, out to the center of the murder lake into a boat. Which, if we recall from not only the first movie but the opening scenes of this movie, where they recap the first movie, Jason's first kill. Uh, is him emerging from the water where he's been uh, underwater the entire, he's been underwater for, for years. <laughs> so this answers your question of why he's so strong, Ashley. Um, <laughs> when he, when he pops up and grabs the girl off of, off of the boat. So maybe a callback to their, to his first, to his roots there. Not sure. Um, but that leads the boyfriend finally, or after he's done hooking up with one of the twins, maybe, uh, he goes to check on her and finds her dead in the boat. And uh, of course um, his punishment for infidelity, like it should be, is a kebab. So <laughs> should we, at least since this is obviously of course, definitively Jason's last movie, um, we should talk about how he was killed before we, before we cement our, our top choice. Cause his, his kill was, was decent. Um, Unfortunately, it wasn't Trish that delivered the the death shot. It was Corey Feldman, um, dressed, or so I don't know. <laughs> Actually, de describe describe the lead up to Corey Feldman uh, sure. de delivering that final blow. <laughs> okay, so well before that, Trish basically says, "Corey, get out of the house. I'm gonna go like lead Jason astray, basically." And 
runs off to another house for some dumb reason. And then she comes back to make sure Corey's gone and Corey's upstairs, basically cutting his hair, like putting like mud on his face and just like, just kind of looking ridiculous. And she's just like, I told you to leave. You should have left. And then Jason's chasing after her and Corey comes down the steps and he's like bald with patches of hair all over himself to look kind of like Jason did as a child, which I assume. How does he know? There was a picture in the paper, but yeah, did it show him as a kid? Yeah, it showed him like like the lake monster, that iconic photo. <laughs> yeah, but he was and he was more, had less skin in in that. But in was, was Jason bald as a baby? Well, not just as a baby, but all through his adolescence. Is that why he got picked on? I mean, I obviously you don't know since you haven't seen any. Of the yeah, I have no movies. idea. <laughs> I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm I sure there's flashbacks. I went to high school with him. Uh, yeah, I'm oh, good. He was bald. We should up. get him on the line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, Corey Feldman, dressed as young Jason, he uh, gets Jason's attention. Jason has a kind of like you know um, flashback to himself, apparently. And while he's distracting him, does she attack him? Yeah, she attacks him. She hits him in the side of the head with a machete, the first blow. Oh, so she is the one that kills him. But he, no. it's a tag team. Yeah. Yeah. So he, yeah, the machete goes through, um, goes like four inches into his skull from the side above the ear. So it's like the blade is fully to the middle of his skull. Then he falls on the ground and lands on the blade. So it like... It his head slides down it basically <laughs> like a like a cantaloupe. What's the and Japanese uh, thing that people do when they kill themselves with their own? Hi, hi. Yeah, yeah, or sepico. Um, so yeah, but that's this wasn't voluntary exactly. But yeah, it, it's it's kind of the same chest, the same uh, uh, motion that you see sometimes with like if they fall on the sword, then it then it their body slides down it. Uh, so. Very, very creative. No, semi-creative uh, kill. Of course, while they're embracing and celebrating, uh, we see his hand twitching. And that's when uh, Corey Feldman sees the hand twitching, grabs the machete, and then has a psychotic breakdown. He goes <laughs> and, bananas, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now Derek didn't nope. the, the music hit up. <laughs> no. um, he he just he the thing that I didn't like about the um the scene so Corey Feldman to finish him off just repeatedly uh, swings the machete but we don't see the machete or Jason's body we just hear what sounds like someone using a baseball bat on like a pill, a sack of potatoes it yeah. doesn't sound like knife noises it sounds like you know banging noises so that didn't add up but um what's what's creepier um and, I, and we're going to get back to to crowning a champion kill but uh, the sister had some kind of you know after that dive through the window and and tumble and perfect landing she did manage to slightly injure one of her shoulders so she's getting she's getting treatment for a shoulder in the hospital and uh Corey Feldman walks in we don't know how much longer this is after what happened, but long enough for him to have 
perhaps changed and taken the uh, the bald mask, the bald uh, head mask off, but he's still wearing it. <laughs> and the movie ends with like, is it like a freeze frame of his creepy eyes? Yeah, it's just him like smiling like, I'm now a murderer, essentially. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I mean, it's, it's he, he's been through a lot and he already had some kind of um, morbid fascination with with uh monsters and stuff so it seems i didn't want to read too much of the wikipedia because i didn't know how much of the movie i remembered so i didn't want to spoil it but um they the creators of this movie and the third one (laughs) really (laughs) wanted to make it actually the last one um of course it was both a marketing gimmick that they were going to call it the final chapter but and also you know the the hope of the people making it not that the same person ever wrote or directed more than one of these movies they just cycle through whoever (laughs) whoever will take the project um but the marketing gimmick worked and since it made money uh obviously they kept they kept making movies but all that said let's pick our winner uh derek Ashley's um, going with Dick Seiden. Do you have a, a counter to that? Uh, I mean, that's a good one. I don't know. I love the slow-mo kill. Yeah. Um, I just felt bad for the guy that got, that was just super stoned, like touching a teddy bear that got slashed in the back. I think he his was... name was Teddy. No, wait, that was the shower guy, maybe. <laughs> No, his name was Teddy because he was like, "Give Teddy a better kiss" or something weird. He's being a like, big, big creep to that girl. Oh, yeah, I think his name was Teddy. Okay, I just felt bad for that guy, but yeah, the the Dick Seiden one is pretty dope. <laughs> I guess I, I I think so. We're all in agreement there. That's number one. Slow mo out the window. Number two, and then I don't know if there's really a clear. Let's give Hippie Banana Split um, number three for variety's sake. <laughs> I just love hippie banana split. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll answer this question real quickly. Did it win any awards? No. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley, I've just I've just um, tapped you to ha- gain membership into the academy. Um, will you be nominating? And you've, you're also traveling back in time to 1984. Uh, will you be nominating this movie for any Academy Awards? Oh, uh, <laughs> maybe stunt, well, stunt coordinator or best costume with the twins matching everything they wore, mm, and they're matching go. bikes and they're matching bikinis, and their outfits are pretty sweet. They're like Kelly Kapowski from Save by the Bell, which I liked. <laughs> yeah, their first their first outfit was the matching like um, polyester or um, those those uh, scoop neck pink blouses um those were those were good and and yeah they were then they were wearing like matching button-ups like you said they had matching bikes they both died um (laughs) i thought they were gonna die together like being like stabbed together or something but that didn't happen yeah well that would have probably been too clever (laughs) so yeah maybe an honorary uh award for uh twins the twin award uh this question we normally ask, but it's a little a uh, little different in this case. So, do y'all think it's time 
for a Friday the 13th remake? <laughs> well, the answer <laughs> is apparently yes, constantly. Um, but no, actually, the thing is, this was number four, so there's no reason to remake number four, obviously. But if we're just talking about the franchise in general, it's been it's been a few years now since there's been, uh, I think there was a reboot not too many years ago, which I, I, I didn't see. But is there any reason to keep like restarting this franchise, y'all think? No. <laughs> Obviously I say no. And the last one was 2009. Okay, so well, oh wow, been, so it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. I was listening to an interview with uh, Jason Blum the other day who does Blumhouse, and he said this is his, they've been making the, they made the new Halloween remake and there's two more of those apparently um and uh he said his dream project actually is is friday the 13th he didn't elaborate on why um but he has a a soft spot for this franchise even over over halloween apparently so but he said that the the rights are all tied up with like a million different people so it's really complicated to get the rights to make it and our last question of the evening. How 1984 is this movie on whatever, whatever scale you want to judge it? Um, did this feel like a extreme representation of its time or not? It felt pretty 80s, maybe perfectly 84 to me. I don't know, the outfits, the language I didn't really, I mean didn't get anything from the 80s from that but i like the terms they used like dead fuck i thought that was funny yeah and some other stuff <laughs> that they just like randomly wrote into there um but i guess it just 80s for their like with, like the clothing they wore but other than that i didn't really get any 80s out of it yeah it's it's funny we watched um where the boys are 84 last weekend which was a pretty now that in hindsight, it was fun at the time, but a pretty terrible movie. Um, just some girls. I don't know. I wouldn't say terrible. It was a fun movie. It's some girls going on spring break um, and kind of hooking up with dudes and just doing their doing their own thing. But uh, that felt more 80s because it was like uh, the music that was playing. It just felt like very stereotypically 80s. This is more in its own like... Uh, smaller world of like 80s slasher i mean it definitely hits like all the tropes of the genre but i don't know that it hits all the tropes of like the decade they didn't really play any music probably again a budget thing um so without the sounds of the 80s and uh the like sights of the 80s it didn't it had some background like set dressing and stuff an old an old tv that got smashed over jason's head um a computer that they had in their car no that was just a that was just a joke i think you both oh. just missed the point it was a complete joke <laughs> oh better don't lie yeah yeah he okay. was like pretending to calculate a computer that like can't give you real results that's why i was like and then you're a dead fuck in summation and well, he had it no made, computer it made accurate accurate computer sounds though no that was his fingers hitting the <laughs> it had no computer sounds i think so you need to rewatch it too, dude well, no. not not computer sounds, like keyboard sounds. Yeah, he was clicking his fingers on like the. You need to rewatch that part because it didn't sound like a good. Well, I know. I, I I knew that they couldn't have had a computer. It didn't make any sense, but okay. <laughs> a portable one. 
Yeah, exactly. That, that was like <laughs> working. Um, okay. Well, so there was, <laughs> that's not very eighties then. Um, yeah. I'm going to give it a five out of 10, eight on the, the 80 scale. Derek, how eighties do you think it was? Uh, ask the question again. Sorry. Just how eighties. You know, I, I kind of agree with it's kind of in its own little world aside from like an old Coke can or some old school, uh, you know, like TVs and audio equipment. It didn't really feel that that eighties. But yeah. The wardrobe, yeah, for sure. Wardrobes that did give away and mm -hmm. fun. I mean, it's it's clear that a movie came out at a certain time. It's just whether I guess my my personal scale is like how much it takes advantage of the time period to like add to the experience. It's just fun to like be transported back into a different time. I don't think it really was that transportative. So I'm going to just give it a five. All right. Um, that's going to bring us to our next, our movie for next week. So that's all for Friday wait, the 13th. Wait, wait, wait. I've got a wrench to throw in this cog sure. machine. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to, to say that there are two video games that I have played that have mm. Jason Voorhees as a character. I uh, used to play Nintendo uh, Friday the 13th video game that I never got past like three minutes of, of gameplay because it was just very difficult anyways. Uh, and then there's a, a more recent one where you can be Jason Voorhees and like hunt people in the forest and like you're playing multiplayer. Yeah, that one's, yeah, exactly. That one's like a group online game, right? I've heard I've yeah, I, yeah that that actually got positive um buzz or whatever when it came out and then they wanted to make another game or keep making um adding on to that and there was some kind of legal issue once again with with the rights where they couldn't um make a follow up to that game because it was like buggy or something apparently but people actually liked it um so yeah, yeah it's scary as fuck way scarier than the movies that's for sure really <laughs> Because yeah, you don't know yeah. what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah, that goes to that goes back to the point that we all are in agreement. I think that Halloween, the original, really scary. The 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 Nightmare on Elm Street movies, which I forgot to mention, the first one of those comes out in November of this year, 1984. So we'll be watching that down the line. Uh, so the, the the Freddy movies are really like clever. Um, he actually talks. He's that's kind of what he's famous for his his uh, one liners. Um, and then the kills, because they're dream sequences more or less, are like all bonkers in the Freddy movies. So those are really fun. This is weird. Yeah, I I I, I don't think I have that strong of a relationship with the the jason franchise but it's probably has the most move has the most movies and it probably has the most like things that were have been adapted from it as well it's just crazy so do you really quickly do you mm -hmm. think that because you talked about in the very beginning like the mask and jason and the mask and michael one being like a lot more noticeable than the other do you think freddie the freddie krueger's sweater is more noticeable than jason's mask Derek has that same sweater, actually. Um, 
between the sweater and the claws, maybe the one-two combo. Like mm-hmm. if you want to, if you want to say the machete plus mask for for Jason versus the the claw sweater combo for Freddy. Um, I think Freddy is more iconic to me because of like just his whole his whole look. Like I can immediately picture his his image from head to toe. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> And I can hear his voice because he he uses it. Um, and you can hear uh, it doesn't have ch- 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 but the Freddy's the Freddy movies have him dragging his claws like Wolverine across like stuff um, as an ominous uh, omen when he's he's about to to come for you. And it's got the songs like it's terrifying. Yeah, I, I that movie is awesome. I've I've watched that sort of recently, and I'm excited to to rewatch that. So. Um, so yeah, I, I I was just trying to think of why this movie had such staying power, but I think it's just brand awareness and good marketing and just kind of cheesy, wholesome fun. <laughs> if, you're, <laughs> if you're if you're into uh, violence, not so. to mention uh, you know B B horror film nudity as well. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean it 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 definitely had a on the we should. We should have had a uh, a ranking for that as well, but it had plenty of obligatory um, nudity. It it had some male uh, butt shots, which is which is something for the time. Something for the ladies. Well, yeah, you rarely it's it's never proportional in terms of uh, representation, nude representation for both sexes in in this period. But if you get any butt, it's it's a uh, that's about as much as you can hope for. So, it's about as much as you uh, could hope oh, for. Oh, yeah. You're going to do it. <laughs> that's, nice. that's a good uh, time to transition. So, weirdly, next weekend um, on this podcast, where we watch a movie from 1984 that came out over the weekend. Next weekend on, let's see, what's today? April 13th. So, that'll be April 20th. Nothing came out that weekend. <laughs> it's a jam-packed year of blockbusters with Ghostbusters and Beverly Hills Cop and Indiana Jones and Nightmare on Elm Street and Gremlins. But this is the one weekend where um, nothing came out. So in honor of someone's birthday that's on the podcast, we are going to be doing a movie from that weekend in their birth year of 87. So Next week, when you're negative three, um, <laughs> we're going to be watching a movie that came out uh, April 20th, 1987. So three days after your birthday. He was an orphan left to perish in the downtown wilderness. Hey, you! Hey, hey. Instead, he thrived. They say it can turn itself into an alley cat. <laughs> he became a hunter. It's a half-human creature that haunts his own. A warrior. Now, winos around here swear up and down that they've seen it. A legend of the city. Wild thing. Wild thing. Nice. That's the name of the movie. Um, you got a little taste of it from that trailer. Actually, um, just to make it crystal clear, because this certainly will make it crystal clear. Uh, what's <laughs> crystal what's the synopsis? Clear. Yeah, ooh, nice. 
So it's basically, it's a kid with a grappling hook and a cat sidekick sets out to avenge his parents' death and find the drug dealer that killed them. Wow. It's like Batman. Amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or it's like Catman. Um, yeah, it's called Wild Thing, not Wild Things. Uh, that will come later. But yeah, that's what we'll be watching next week. And uh, this was another episode of New Release 1984. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for joining us. Yeah.